Hello, everybody. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. I am Bobby the Awesome. And today I have a brand that I have not mastered spelling. I struggle with this word forever. Um, but I am joined by Nathaniel DeBoer. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. So he's with Psychedelic, and I always mess up the S and the Y and the C. So that's why I have it. <laughs> even getting my notes ready. Um, so I am very curious to learn lots of things today, but I want you to maybe kick us off. Um, what is your role at Psychedelic? Why did you decide to join us today? And just a little about yourself. Sure. Yeah. So I got involved with the brand a few months after Psychedelic initially launched. Um, so that's going to be coming up on three years next month because we, yeah, we launched in February three years ago. I joined the company in May um, and I initially came in in just sort of a freelance graphic design role. They were beginning to develop um, an additional product. Uh, and they just wanted some help with some some mock-ups of uh, of what the what that packaging might look like. So I came in to help with that. And then I just kept getting invited to more meetings and having mm -hmm. more opinions about stuff. And basically from from May to I think about October, I had gone from, yeah, just sort of being in there in that like freelance capacity to effectively being a full-time employee and, and heading up a lot of creative direction and whatnot. And as time has gone on from there, my roles continue to evolve. And, and now I'm basically leading our marketing um, as well as doing all of our sort of creative packaging design, that sort of thing. So that's kind of my, my journey with the, with the brand. Well, while we're on this topic, hopefully my store is so a mess right now. I'm a little embarrassed, but um, I know I need to shut this off to show people. So did you, this, this packaging, come on, zoom, I'm doing it wrong. It's the opposite. I love this packaging. Like it gets my attention. Um, I think people in the non-elk space do a better job with packaging than everybody else anyway. That's my <laughs> opinion. Um, so did you create this? Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's our, that's our new packaging. So uh, when we launched, we had a packaging that had a, a really, really unique effect. And it, I mean, it really helped us in, in the early days of the brand. We basically had a sort of um, holographic metallic material behind the, the branded elements. Um, so it was super eye-catching, looked really great on camera, um, which really helped with a lot of our initial sort of uh, viral success on TikTok and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, but as we background to your packaging now, yeah, yeah, there we go. As, as we've grown, um, it, it's sort of, you know, we're, we're producing more cans and things like that. And it's basically be, gotten to a point where we want to keep the, uh, the product affordable and keep the costs down. So we were like, okay, how can we like, you know, continue to evolve this packaging? We've also introduced additional products that, that use a similar motif that's shown on that packaging you showed there, basically those sort of like, um, topographic curving lines with the sort of naturalized gradients behind them on, on that sort of um, gray wash over top. Um, so yeah, basically I poured it over that initial design we'd done and, and brought these, these gradients uh, and, and this sort of new background to the design, as well as adjusting some other elements throughout just to kind of like, you know, take take the product into into sort of our, our next phase as, as we continue on into the future. This, this tied in with... Um, a reformulation of the the taste of the product as well. We we kind of took a step back this past year and we're like, okay, 
How can we evolve these flavors? We know people love the mood elevating effect. Um, how can we, you know, make it taste even better than it does? And, and that's a, obviously a, a fairly big challenge with kava in its original form. Kava is a very, very um, bitter uh, sort of herb. Um, but I'm, I'm really, really happy with where we've landed. Uh, the new psychedelic water, which we launched a few months ago, continues to have that mood elevating effect, um, but now just tastes better than it ever has. So that's the response so far has been awesome to it as well. I love it. You could geek out about graphics for a long time. I have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's fun and it's got personality and and reading some of the information that you sent me over. Um, I noticed that you guys are, are strongly communicating to your influencers and your helpers. Like, even though the packaging is gorgeous and attention, we're, we're not trying to tell you you're going to be like on psychedelic mushrooms and all these crazy things, right? So how do you guys manage that communication to your to your customers aside from influencers, right? Because Kava, if you're in Florida, it's old school now. But if you're yeah. in Connecticut, it's like, what is that? So yeah, can, you, can you talk a little about that? Yeah. So, I mean, a big thing really is communicating those ingredients and their effects. Um, obviously, we're not using anything that's not currently legal in our product. Our product is FDA compliant, legal in all 50 states. So by default, effectively, we don't have any um, traditional psychedelic substances in there. Um, but but really what we're trying to do is create a product that uh, evokes something that um, but basically we're using psychedelic in the same way that you would describe like psychedelic rock or psychedelic art. Our product is inspired by psychedelics in the same way that that those like Pink Floyd or, or uh, a psychedelic painting is like that's our sort of um, point of origin, what what sort of got us working on this thing. Um, but yes, our, our product is not going to make you trip. It's not going to make the walls change color or whatever. Um, it's, it's designed to offer something akin to the milder effects of a traditional psychedelic experience. So it's designed to elevate your mood, relax the body, uh, that sort of thing. And I mean, it's just been really important for us to continue to communicate that um, throughout all of our marketing materials. Um, another thing that we changed with the packaging with uh, the sort of reformulation is including the text sort of like Kava blend, uh, as well as highlighting our active ingredients more uh, in a more obvious way on the packaging, just so people can, you know, quickly Google the, these things if they're not familiar with them. Um, it does help that the popularity of Kava is growing in general, um, there's a there's a much broader familiarity with kava now than there was even you know a little less than three years ago when we started. Um, so so more and more people are aware of what it is to begin with. Um, but yeah, our goal is really to just sort of like offer an experience which is like a mild thing akin to a psychedelic experience, inspired by psychedelic experiences, um, designed to you know open the door for people who are still on the fence about psychedelics because we are obviously really big fans and proponents of psychedelics. And if and when the day comes that we can you know use traditional psychedelic substances in some of our products. Uh, I mean, I hope that day it comes and, and I'd love to do that. Um, but for the time being, we're going to continue to make this stuff that's, you know, inspired by uh, these, these substances that we've um, found a lot of um, sort of help in um, and, uh, and hope to like open the door and open up people's kind of minds to that stuff in a really approachable and accessible way. I love that. And you brought up some things um, and I hope this is okay to, to be a little bit more about 
so my show is is modeled to raise awareness around gambling addiction and then I'm sober and it's about education and mental wellness and stuff. And uh, as you're talking about the psychedelic market, what's interesting to me, like when I first joined recovery and started my um, journey, I was very black and white because the 12 steps told me to be black and white. But then when you do a little more homework and you learn that the founder of AA used LSD yeah. as part of his recovery, <laughs> like yeah. it's just really interesting. And um, even the concept of carrying kava in the store, I was on the fence about and I had to mm -hmm. do my research and my research is only as good as it is in this moment, right? Like we know what we know. Um, and I've landed, especially because of discovering the Bill W thing at it's up to every individual. And yeah. well, uh, how about I let you speak to that before I keep going? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think it's a great point you bring up about about Bill W and how like, you know, it, really, if I mean, you, this is perhaps a little bit of a overstatement of it. But um, you could you could effectively say that the only reason it exists is because of psychedelics. Um, and, you know, I has obviously done it tremendous amount of, of service to to millions of people at this point. Um, and I think it's very interesting for us specifically that little fact because the the main um, sort of demographic people who really love psychedelic water is people who are sober or looking for an alternative to alcohol. So there's just a fun little kind of connection there. Um, Sorry, that was just about your anecdote. What was your question? <laughs> no, you answered it perfectly and you led me right where I wanted to go. Um, the vibe I'm getting, and I'm not as dialed in on on Kava as everything else, but mm -hmm. there's experts out there like bio body hackers and, and people talking about this is the alcohol of the future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, insofar as it has a mood elevating effect, um it's physically relaxing and those are both things that you could say are true of alcohol now the problem though is that alcohol comes with a whole bunch of negative side effects it's fairly addictive it has horrible health outcomes um especially with excessive use and that sort of thing and as far as the research shows none of that is true for kava kava has been safely used for thousands of years in uh, polynesia where it originates vanuatu and, and fiji and places like that um with no real evidence of abuse uh and no evidence of long-term health effects associated with it uh and the other thing too is that like it's not going to give you a hangover it doesn't mess you up. It doesn't mentally inebriate you the way that alcohol does. You're not going to wake up with like regrettable texts to your ex or things like that. Um, it's just this mood elevating, socially stimulating um, thing that that offers a great alternative for someone who wants to, you know, feel good in a social setting, have something to sip on that that adds that, I guess, accentuates that experience, um, but doesn't mess you up. Um, so it's a great sort of like, um, alternative to both alcohol. And then I think the traditional mocktail, which is just sort of like, you know, juice with an umbrella in it or whatever, you know, like it doesn't offer any effect whatsoever. We're still offering an effect. We're still offering an elevated or an accentuated social experience um, just without the negative side effects that come with alcohol. The, the tagline I've kind of formulated since I've been um, talking about this with guests is, elevated without impairment because yeah 
where I decided is I'd much rather you drive a car on Kava than get behind the wheel drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of where I landed. But I also and and maybe, you know, more on this because this is one of my concerns. Um, mm-hmm. This this area isn't like. Well, not that I trust the government all that much anyway, with the way they decide shit, but um, all those, like the Polynesia and all the places that have used it, they're not getting all that quantitative and qualitative data, which, like I said, I don't know how much I trust anyway, because everything could be skewed. Um, but the one thing, if someone Googles, they're going to say may impact liver. So yeah, can we talk yeah. about that? Definitely. Yeah. So there basically in the late 90s, uh, there were a few studies that came out that linked kava to liver toxicity, um, which you go doesn't alcohol also have negative effects on the liver. Uh, You know, a lot of those studies have basically been found to be effectively moot at this point. Basically, what happened is it, it does sort of come from a lack of understanding of what kava was. So the kava that was used in those studies was improperly stored and improperly processed, meaning it contained elements of the other parts of the kava plant, which are not the part that's the active ingredient. Um, the active ingredient, the like actual sort of like chemical in kava that, um, or molecule rather that that gives it its effect is the kava lactones, which are contained within the root of the kava plant. So if you have a kava root, but it's mixed in with the stem and leaves and other things from other plants or whatever, you're going to have a, a different effect. And that's not really reflective of kava. It's reflective of this not pure kava that you've been using. Um, also, uh, there's some evidence that it was improperly stored, so it may have been rotting or otherwise uh, damaged. So basically, the kava that was used in those studies um, was not good. <laughs> okay. If you're using like 100% noble kava, that's sort of what we have. And that's sort of like the, uh, what you'll find in like most kava bars, there is technically multiple types of kava, but the any any sort of kava practitioner or person who's who's sort of like selling kava at a kava bar or whatever, will 99% of the time be using 100% noble kava, because that's, that's the good stuff, basically. Um, and, and there is no evidence linking 100% noble kava to any sort of uh, liver issues. So Unfortunately, that that sort of um, uh, that science has had a lot of traction and has, uh, you know, lingers to this day, 100 percent. We still get it. If we run ads or things like that, we'll get random comments feel being like, doesn't this have like um, potential impacts on the liver and that sort of thing? Um, but as far as the current evidence stands, there's no real direct connection there. Uh, the countries that temporarily um, banned kava after those studies came out have all, you know, reversed those bans, um, and the World Health Organization doesn't recognize it as being like a uh, potentially harmful uh, substance at this point. So, thank you for for clarifying all that. Yeah, no problem. Now that we're a little on the science road, you just reminded me of something else, and I have to give Lacuna um, out in Arizona a lot of props. I'm not sure if you guys work with them. But they're a kava bar out in the Phoenix area. Okay, cool. And um, I visited them over the summer. No clue about kava other than it was in a mm-hmm. smoke shop in powder form and, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I went in and they really helped create an experience. And I don't remember that. I don't remember exactly what I'm trying to say, but she she made me a double in the beginning because mm-hmm. she said it does something like you almost need it to activate something 
in you. Have oh, you ever okay. heard of that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, that's you're getting into like the a, a different side of stuff, which which I'm a little less familiar with. Um, I'm actually based out of Canada, and kava bars haven't really taken off here at all. Um, so I have definitely tried kava in the traditional form. I've purchased it um, myself and just made it myself. Um, but so I'm not super, super familiar with what, um, sort of a, a kava bar would be doing. And so far as prep and that sort of thing, generally speaking, they'll be using, um, sort of the, the raw powder, which they'll then like prep right before serving there. Whereas we're using a extract, um, which makes our, our beverage like shelf stable and able to be just grabbed and taken on the go. So it's a little bit of a different thing. And it's actually interesting working with kava bars because we have we have definitely um, been picked up by a lot of kava bars um, who, who now carry psychedelic water and, and other ready to drink kava products. Um, but there's also some kava bars who are all about that like traditional prep format and are like, no, I don't want to touch the, the ready to drink stuff at all. We do this all in house. We've got our own sort of like custom um, sort of cocktails we make with kava and that sort of thing. And I totally respect that too, going that kind of approach with it. Well, I think if the health department didn't create a list of shit that would have cost me so much money, I would probably be doing mocktails and more of that stuff too, but I have to be ready to <laughs> ready to drink. So I'm just bobbing and weaving. Um, <laughs> so I hope you're okay on time because I'm enjoying this. Yeah, no, totally. Morning. Okay. So we've given Kava a lot of acknowledgement. What about velvet bean and green tea? Do you want to share anything about that? Cause you guys brag about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, I guess what makes us uh, particularly unique because uh, there are other ready to drink Kava beverages out there. Um, but no one else is using our particular blend and that's not to say someone couldn't copy us if they want to, but we'll know. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. In our, in our current blend, uh, we have, yeah, those three active ingredients, kava, velvet bean, and green tea leaf. Um, so what the velvet bean does, it, we've just found that it like it works really nicely with the kava to just sort of, it, it's almost like if kava is a star of the show, the, um, the velvet bean is like the sidekick that's there, like just lifting that star up. Um, it really sort of like works really nicely in tandem with the effect of the kava to sort of elevate the overall mood elevating effect of uh, the drink. And then the green tea leaf is just there to give, um, to give the blend a little bit of a natural caffeine boost, um, which is also something that's fairly unique for us. And we'll probably, if, you know, if all goes well, I'd love to introduce like a caffeine free version of our ready to drink um, at some point, currently our, our powder product is caffeine free. So the green tea leaf is only present in, in our kind of flagship psychedelic water. Um, but the whole idea with that is that we want this to be a social beverage. Um, and some people can't use kava to relax and like wind down, but we really want it to be something that people use in a social context. So we figured just adding that slight touch of caffeine in there, just to give you that little bit of an up so that you're not, you know, dozing off <laughs> as you're hanging with your friends. Um, but are just getting that sort of like relaxation and mood elevation without the sort of potential tiredness that can come with that. So beautiful. Thank you for speaking to that. You're good at this because you keep answering me in ways that bring me to the next point I want to make. So <laughs> nice. Um, I want to talk to bottle shop owners, kava bars. Um, so you said you're in Canada. Where is home base for psychedelic water? We're, we're a distributed team, so there's no there's no real like office that we're all checking into. Um, the product, most of our teams, though. 
yeah, so we kind of have two main uh, areas that we're distributing out of. One is in Pennsylvania and one is in um, California. Okay, because what I discovered prepping for this and shame on me for not doing my home. No, sorry, universe. I didn't say shame on me. That's a bad thing to say. Um, I was not very proud that I didn't do enough homework. Um, the reason my cans are full, I asked you guys for samples. And thank you, by the way. Um, and part of my process is sampling with uh, my community because I know my taste buds oh, are yeah going to reflect the market all the time. But what I discovered this morning um, is that you guys have those powders. And mm -hmm. I want to talk to bottle shops, little guys like me that are starting out. One of the things that's really driving retails in our space is shipping because we're shipping all this liquid. So yeah. I want to acknowledge the powders and say kudos to you guys for thinking a little out of the box. Not only does it serve our guests, but it also serves um, the bottle shops with space, with, with shipping, you know, with price points. Um, so my selfish question today is, are you finding that customers are selling them as the individuals in store or are they selling the whole bags? We're selling the, um, the powders as the whole bags currently. Yeah. But are your customers? Do you, have you had any feedback? So we we don't have them. We don't have the individual sticks labeled for individual sale. Um, so the the bags themselves are are the unit basically. Yeah. Okay. And the, right. and the reason the reason we did that is just in like looking at sort of doing a little bit market of market research with retailers and whatnot. Um, there was a few concerns that came up. Uh, theft being one and that like they are really small units making it a lot easier for theft and things like that to occur and there's a loss potential there um and then also just yeah obviously that's a whole other layer of like okay are we we're shipping these are we selling these as individuals online do we what size of packs do we do and we we kind of tried to to optimize the pack size um for for what we uh for for our e-com side of things basically um and that said though like the, we have seen started to see the um the uh, powders being picked up by retailers and and begin begun to see um success there with our with our independent retailers um selling the the sort of uh, 14 packs of of powder beautiful yeah i'm going to order them actually now that i discovered them cool uh, yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about that all right, Nathaniel, is there anything that we didn't touch on um, that maybe we should have or I forgot to ask you? I think I think we've kind of covered most of the details of, you know, how Psychedelic got uh, got started, my kind of role, what our active ingredients are and what they do and uh, whatnot. And yeah, we just touched on the, the kind of two main products we have, which is Psychedelic Water, which is our, our can ready to drink, and then Psychedelic Good Mood Mix, uh, which is the powder version. Um, I guess I'll touch a little bit more on why we created that powder, like, and or what we found what we found to be really nice about it is obviously it's a lot easier to take on the go with you. You can toss a couple in your purse or, or backpack or whatever. Um, you can travel with them super easily. So if you're someone who's uh, you know out of the country regularly, you obviously can't take canned products in a carry on, but you totally can take a powder product in a carry on. I'm going to uh, Jamaica later this month, and I'll be taking them with me there. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, you can find psychedelic water in 850 stores across the U S at this point. 
or available at all Urban Outfitters locations, Foxtrot markets in, in their sort of major cities, Erwan, and then a whole pile of independents uh, across the country, which are our favorite people to work with, um, as well as obviously on our website and Amazon. You can you can get psychedelic water there. And you can follow us on Instagram and, and uh, TikTok, just, you know, at psychedelic water. So Love it. Well, Nathaniel, I really appreciate your time and for you educating me and my guests. Um, yeah. Cheers to a, a happy new year and having your products in my store because that's on my to-do list now for today is to get some of those powders in. I'm pretty excited about that. So thank you for having options. Yeah. Happy new year. It's, it's dry January. So it's the perfect time to, uh, to switch to a, a non-alcoholic alternative. And if you're looking for something that offers you a non-alcoholic non-alcoholic alternative but still gives you that little bit of boost i think psychedelic water is a great option so. yeah beautiful and it's fun packaging <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs>